Planet Worker, a world in development. Human Agency and International Development Series. Episode 26. Developmentalist Tropes. Presenting Development, a media event. While developmentalist performativity is evident in all of PLAN's engagements with development actors, be it in meeting or workshop settings or during field visits, a project launch involving public media is perhaps the most exhibitionist of this. Launches are by their nature performative celebrations of the success of planning potentiality and collaborative relationships, as well as the extension of governmentality into new domains of undevelopment where responsibilized individual subjects play their part. As a CDF noted, we know we have many problems and we only see progress in small steps, but it remains important for us to persevere. If we have hope and believe in God, we can make our lives better. There is a paradox in the essentialism of people-centred development as a process for the development of individual capacity and opportunity, and the need for symbolic representation of development actualized in the form of objects for a broader audience. Individual advancement requires objectification for transmission in the form of a dual potentiality, through personal testimony and via participation in the project. The former presents the beneficiary as the improved individual object of the development intervention, while the project is the means for legitimating the actors engaged and the intended audience. Launches for the purposes of broadcast to a public audience are figuratively and literally performative. The need for communication collateral in the form of digital images, video content and branded visualised stories to promote and profile successful development through the project creates a virtual environment akin to reality TV. Scenes are set, acted out and reenacted for the purpose of media recording and participants are required to be in character throughout. We make sure everyone knows what their role is and what is expected of them. After all, we want to make sure the audience can see the success plan brings, said of CDF. The characterization of the project actors within this environment is proxy to the reconstitution of their identity in development discourse. And in a postmodern twist, their performance in the media theatre is a representation of their performativity within developmentalism. Within this logic, spatial locations are all designated as performative spaces. A brickyard scene is the performance space for a central actor of the youth program graduate who is now a qualified driver, complete with supporting cast of new colleagues and boss. Representational scenes of success are staged and videotaped with each actor repeating their performance multiple times. Aside from their representational instrumentalism, Projects and their individual optics are the symbolic representation of developmentalism in locality. And these tend to follow standardised development motifs inherent in neoliberal developmentalist discourse. Perhaps the most prominent of these is youth empowerment, which involves the responsabilisation of the individual young person to overcome their poverty and disadvantage. In Plan's view, this means it is up to young people to pull themselves up. They need to do trainings, better themselves, and not be lazy in life. This motif serves the constitutive interests of development entrepreneurialism and enables the economically successful North audience to relate to the idealised development object, the empowered youth in the South. 
Youth empowerment projects thus play a significant legitimizing role for development NGOs, and they are a central theme within international development media. The Tanzanian development environment is replete with youth projects of various types, all of which share the intention to develop the capacities of youth to be successful, good citizens and lead productive lives. It is a logic that integrates the interests of governments and NGOs. For the Tanzanian government, these projects symbolize the success of governmentality through the responsibilizing of its subjects who interpret their citizenship as a set of responsible choices to address their personal position of disadvantage. For NGOs, the logic affirms their value in the eyes of donors and supporters and plays an important role in their sustainability and reproduction of development interventions. Among other actors, the private sector has a natural convergence of interest in that they stand to benefit from the entry to market of the successful products of the intervention. Young people who have been enabled as economic subjects. The integration of the individualistic power of entrepreneurialism with the social collectivism inherent in youth projects poses a potential paradox for neoliberal developmentalist discourse. While the individual capability of the young person is fated in the motivational logic of the intervention, the implementation logic of the project is invariably collective in the form of producer, credit and savings groups. Indeed, this apparent paradox serves a legitimizing device for development projects in a number of ways. Firstly, the role of the group as both supportive of individual effort and a controlling mechanism of this effort is normalized. In fact, they are the necessary moderating mechanism for the potentially destructive effect of excessive individualism on accepted forms of governance in the social domain. Ultimately, the integration of individual with collective represents the convergence of the social and economic within neoliberal discourse and the fruition of governmentality. The role of the individual is to take responsibility to succeed. The role of the individuals as a group is to modulate this potentiality for success into normative social forms as the good citizen. This dynamic is an important pivot in the development discourse in Tanzania, where notions of collective development are counterposed with individual advancement. In the general interpretation of these the development instrument, the project or the group represents the opportunity or stepping stone for individual betterment. Individual betterment through project participation is not restricted to those who are intended beneficiaries. In each project there are explicit financial interests at play by individual actors linked in different and often convoluted ways to the projects. As an example of this, a youth empowerment project targeting disabled young people was establishing small mobile phone repair businesses for selected young people with various impairments and training them in the skills of both repair and business management. An advisor or mentor in the form of a local businessman had been incorporated into the project design, ostensibly to bolster the potential for success by transferring skills. During my discussion with the individual businessman, and while the young participants were being profiled, it became clear that his primary interest in the project was pecuniary. The project offered him the potential for greater visibility and recognition with the district council and plan which he wanted to use to secure rights to an area of land in the locality. After questioning this role at a debriefing, the responsible CDF indicated that the mentor role was advocated for by the expert advisor as best practice 
and that the individual provided access to resources. In other words, a small office space that defrayed project expenses. In another project example, a group of young women in an isolated village have been provided with seamstress training, sewing machines, fabric and small loans to develop garment businesses, while providing a colourful and aspirational image of successful young people at work. There was clearly another individual interest at play. The landlady for their small business premises was actually a garment retailer herself, who had provided credit to the group in the form of deferred rent and small loans. For the media and the planned CDF, the fact the group were producing garments and had them on display was sufficient to present project success in the form of their independent enterprise. For the landlady, success was measured in her ability to secure payments in the form of cash rental and loan payments. Or, if not available, project materials and made-up garments in lieu which she used to enhance her own business. A third project example involves a microcredit scheme for the promotion of individual enterprises by young, rurally-based project participants. In an archetypal development scene, the project was filmed in open field under trees, with a charismatic facilitator extolling the virtues of enterprise and credit, surrounded by colourful branded props. The enterprise development training provided was of generic nature intended to apply to any form of business venture. But the key objective of the project was to build participant capacity to take out small loans from a microcredit NGO partner to plan. For both plan and the partner NGO, the primary project interest had become the extension of loans to participants rather than the success of their individual ventures. In these three instances, projects become the vehicle through which the intended beneficiary participants were, and success determined as their normative role as economic agents utilising and generating opportunities for other actors in the market. In representing these projects as success in the media, neoliberal tropes and developmentalist economism are reinforced. CDFs were active in reinforcing these tropes, despite acknowledging the failure of previous projects. As a CDF noted, there are many challenges, but we need them to understand that hard work and cooperation are needed if they are to be successful. Together we can't succeed if they cannot overcome their setbacks. For the NGO media, the formative personal testimony of the project subject serves to connect the audience to the development intervention in more intimate ways. For the community development practitioner, the personal success of the individual is not the key concern, but merely a proxy for the success of the project. This forms an essential part of the deductive logic of the project as instrument of development where project success is a key indicator of their successful performance which, in turn, implies the success of developmentalism and hence the actualization of their identity as development practitioner. Collectivism is a central trope in development projects and group harmony and sustainability is a key feature in the presentation of project success. Pervasive factors that undermine group cohesion are excluded from media content and to emphasised in project narratives, especially if these are seen to be individualistic and undermining of development's collectivist logic. Even relatively benign social events such as relocation, marriage and childbirth that disrupt group functioning become project challenges. There is significant conflict aversion to these issues and little systematic attention paid to more conflictual intergroup factors that result in absenteeism. 
an ability to achieve consensus in decision-making, and lack of accountability by individual members. In general, planned CDFs believe intently in the power of groups and of connecting groups, and development progress and history is often told in the form of groups established, supported or connected. We work with groups, not individuals, because this allows us to spread and share our responsibilities. There is little theoretical substance to these histories or the contentious rationale of groups in neoliberal development discourse. When encountering groups experiencing difficulties, the planned CDFs typically resort to exhortations to group members to work together, rather than resolving the causal factors which often reflect the failure of analysis and planning for the project. Often these appeals are accompanied by admonishments by accompanying government officials or village representatives, reflecting their awareness of the importance of the performativity of success, not of outcome, but of the perceived functioning of the group as evidenced by regularity of meetings. In at least two of the projects highlighted in my field visits, and paradoxically to developmentalist group logic, individuals demonstrated remarkable progress in their personal capacities once freed from the encumbrance of the group. In this respect, they appeared to demonstrate the idealization and triumph of neoliberal individualist economism. However, in both these instances, the response of plan and government were to reintegrate these recalcitrant individuals to the project group and emphasising the performativity of the group project as the symbol of development success. There is a more practical reason for promoting group approaches to youth entrepreneurialism. The establishment of a group presents a bigger opportunity for linking goods and services from the market, particularly financial services in the form of banking, insurance or credit. The group presents a management mechanism for risk by maintaining surveillance of its members and their economic activity and ensuring their compliance with contractual arrangements with providers. Typically, youth empowerment projects will promote credit schemes whose measures of success are repayment rates of the groups rather than the entrepreneurial progress of the individuals therein. For NGOs, these projects and groups offer an opportunity to extend the reach of their activity and investment, enabling them to re-prosecute their value and contribution to existing and potential donors. At the same time, significant individuals are referenced repeatedly as key, and in some cases essential mediators in the development process. Their centrality to the notion of progress or development in many ways embody the virtuous ideal of self-development. This may well also represent the contradiction between plans' rights rhetoric and their community development approach. In that rights-based approaches are singular and individualistic, they are for the good of the individual. A development discourse has reified the collective good as a goal in itself. This sets up a tension between what development NGOs determine as a good for people and how they support their ability to decide how to secure support and resources to their own best interest. Ultimately, this asks a real question as to the mode of working which seems more attuned to entrenching and maintaining the system of development than the promotion of agency. For plan, empowerment can only be understood in terms of the collective, but it would appear real agency requires a focus on individual capability. Planet Worker a world in development. Oh.